Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. If you own a small business, you might be asking yourself, can Tax Act help me do my business and personal taxes? The answer is yes. If the answer was no, it would have been pretty ill-advised of Tax Act to have asked that question in the first place. And Tax Act prides itself on not doing ill-advised things. In conclusion, Tax Act can help small business owners get their personal and business taxes done. Tax Act. Let's get them over with. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was, like, super hot. And then I, um, dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. You're listening to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast with Karen McMahon. We invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience. Heal your heart while refining your character and enable you to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I didn't think I deserved to be that sad or mad. Or Welcome to Voices of Celebration. This series is designed to inspire and encourage you as we share real-life experiences of former Journey Beyond Divorce clients who invested in their personal growth through divorce and emerged a better version of themselves with a more rewarding post-divorce life. Welcome back to Voices of Celebration, where we share a former Journey Beyond Divorce client's stories in the hopes of pouring encouragement and uh, hope into you and your situation. And tonight, I have with me a very dear former client, Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Happy to be here. I am happy to have you here. Jessica, we're going to ask you a number of questions about your experience. Can you just share um, kind of a crib notes version of 
What, what brought you to divorce? So what led up to my divorce? Yeah. Or, so it had been, I was married for five and a half years, I think, when we finally um, decided to separate. But it was um, after year one, kind of, you know, it was just a struggle from then on. Um, it was a lot of things, but I think infidelity obviously was the main cause. And then just from there on, just that and then trust issues and um, not taking the proper steps, I feel like, to really mend something like that. So that was probably the main cause. And then it kind of sprouts out from there. Right, right. And so how long, um, so once you reached out to uh, to me, to Journey Beyond Divorce, and we started working together, do you remember what um, what you were, there's so much that one struggles with going through divorce. What led you to reach out? Oh, um, a lot. So like most people, especially at the beginning stages, I think I was trying to find every source, read books, read like devotional, certain things to help me figure out like what the heck I was doing. So I would listen to podcasts and I remember finding your podcast and there were several before. Um, and I remember, I think I got through the first three steps of the 12 step one. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to call Karen. Like she's the one who's, you know, I just by listening, the piece I got just from listening, um, I could only imagine like working with you. Um, but I was just, I was in the beginning stages. I did not want to accept my divorce. I, um, I didn't want it. Um, I knew it had to happen. So I think I didn't know how to navigate any of it and I needed help. So that is kind of where I was very beginning trying to accept it. And so I reached out to you and I remember, um, cause you were, how old were you when you got married? 20, I had just turned 24 or 5, right. maybe 5, 25. So, and, but and, I, was, I was young when I, I was 20 when we met, so. Yeah, so, so I remember that part of your story that you were so young when you guys met. So in terms of having a lot of history of relationships and experience under your belt, and we also talked, I remember, about the fact that at that age, you're hanging out with other couples and it's just a, it's a big party in many ways. Like there's a lot of socializing and enjoying each other. Yeah, exactly. So it was, you know, I mean, I was, I couldn't even drink when I met him. I was a, I was a baby. So, um, you know, it was a lot of living our twenties, but being so young, um, but still, you know, we got married and I mean, we were together for a while, so it wasn't too like, let's just get married. But, um, I, everything I knew, all my whole adult years, you know, turning into adult, growing into adult were with my ex-husband. So that's right. all I knew. And, you know, one of the questions I like to ask when we're doing these interviews is um, what you realize through uh, the coaching. And, and I have such a strong memory of the first time that we spoke. Uh, and the thing I recall the most, Jessica, was uh, almost as if you felt you didn't have permission to be 
to be hurting, to be scared, to um, to be broken down a little bit, given what was going on. Is is that pretty accurate? Yes. So I feel just with my situation, um, I did. I didn't have kids. I didn't have this high conflict situation. So I would pretty much compare myself to, I would see other people um, going through divorce. So I would listen to some of your stories and hear about them. And it was hard for me to validate my pain and my suffering because, you know, I can't, it could be worse. It could always be worse. Like, you know, I just need to suck it up and I don't need to um, cause a huge scene. And then, you know, the people who are close to me, you know, get them all worried. So um, I think when call, like the first time, you know, we spoke, I pretty much told you I was gonna, I knew I was gonna be okay. I tried to like, you know, acted it all out. I had my script written, like how I was going to, you know, this is what I'm gonna say to Karen and she's gonna fall for it. And she's just gonna tell me what to do. And, you know, she'll, and that's that. So I'll be okay. So I think I even have my own self fooled to the extent that, um, you know, I shouldn't be, I mean, I can be upset, but I wouldn't allow myself to fully grieve and get through, you know, my divorce, you know, with grace, because I didn't think I deserved to be that sad or mad. Or And actually, one of the things that's coming back to me uh, was your almost a deep desire to protect your loved ones from your pain. Like I remember yes. talking about like even your parents who you're really close to or some of your really good friends that, well, they have troubles of their own. And so I'm just going to button up and close up and I can do yeah. this and I'll just soldier up and that kind yeah. of thing. Yes. So I, um, you know, it, I, it took me a while to even tell my parents. And when I did, I didn't even tell them. I had my sister tell them. And then for my grandparents, I had my mother, after my mother knew, I had her tell them because I just, um, you know, I wanted, I, I didn't want them to ask questions. First of all, I didn't want them to see my reaction and just see me break down. I, you know, they would have tried to dig deeper because they care about me. Um, and honestly, to this day, there's still a lot of issues or things that happen through my, out my divorce that I probably haven't fully revealed. Um, you know, if they see this, they definitely will know, but, um, you know, there's things that, and it's, you know, something I'm, I work on to this day, but I always want to protect their feelings and, you know, I'm a people pleaser. So I want everyone around me or everyone that I care about to think that I can handle things because they have their own problems. And, you know, that's how it was with my divorce. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't want to burden them. Right. Right. And I think there was another side to it too. And I'm staying so much on the emotions because it's a place where I just saw you blossom into such a, uh, you grew into all that you were feeling without, without all the armor up. And, and the other thing I recall was, um, that it was almost, it was, uh, scary for you to be vulnerable like you were always like the stiff upper lip tough I can I can soldier through this not just to protect them but there was something about you just being open and raw about your vulnerability that that was uh, uh uncomfortable yes um 
And then you made me listen to Brene Brown. And I remember listening to that and everyone knows it. I had no idea who she was then, but um, it's still something I feel like, you know, that I have to remind myself, but it was really hard. I think the only person I was vulnerable to, or I thought I was, was my ex-husband. So for, cause he was my crutch, you know, he was from 20, age 20 to 30, he was, you know, my go-to. So I think really being vulnerable and letting people see that, okay, well, I'm hurt because me and my husband aren't together, so I can't go to him. So really opening up and having to, um, you know, do that, it it was hard for me. And I think that's something you definitely, you forced me to do. Um, Well, (laughs) in a good way. I think that, you know, the, the, the Brene Brown, which if you're listening in, Brene Brown has the number one uh, highest uh, listen to her TED Talk, and it's called Vulnerability. And that was the one that I had suggested that yeah. you listen to. And I, I just want to acknowledge, too, that even as you're saying it, it's you're basically saying my, my husband was the one person I could be vulnerable with, and then, of course, he broke your trust. And yeah. so the 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 fear of being vulnerable made all the sense in the world, whether or not it was serving you and would benefit you doing that going forward, I think is what we ended up working on a lot. Yes. And it, um, even just with my family too, I would, I was just thinking that it was, I, um, I remember, (laughs) I remember, gosh, this was probably towards the beginning of our sessions, uh, like, you know, within the first month or two, um, you, like we had our action step and you made me pick someone to be vulnerable with. And it was my dad. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard. And then I remember stepping back and like, this is my father. He loves me. You know, he wants to support me. He wants to, you know, so um, I remember just the anxiety I felt like having to actually open up and, you know, let him know, ask him questions and uh, you know, pretty much tell him how I felt. And it was really hard. And I think that with everybody that we work with, there is an area where we can just grow so much. I grew a tremendous amount in boundaries and some other areas. And I'm wondering with you and noticing your emotions, um, not needing to protect other people from your emotions, sharing vulnerably with your dad and other people who are close to you, what impact has that had on your life uh, going forward? I think it's, I can't control other people. So I feel like, I think one thing that the reason why I wouldn't um, be vulnerable or, you know, express how I felt or, you know, if I was upset about something, it's because in my head, I could control the outcome or how they would react to it. So I would think, okay, well, if I don't tell them why I'm upset or why I'm feeling how I'm feeling, everything is going to be okay. And we can just go on, um, you know, with our lives. But that left me not being, you know, not growing or figuring it out. So I think being able to open up and like um, actually tell someone or my friends or my family, my family actually is the hardest, except my sister. Um, It's the hardest. They're the hardest to be vulnerable with because they're the ones like, you know, I care about them the most and, um, you know, I don't want them to worry about me. So opening up to them, especially, you know, my grandparents who constantly worry about us. Um, I think that was probably 
the most um, like aha, I guess, you know, being vulnerable because I lived with them for a year when I was separated. So being able to open up to them and being able to tell them like, you know, I'm sad. Um, I, you know, just talking to them and crying to them. And it was hard because I knew it hurt them. Um, but they were able to support me on a level that they never would have because they would have went on and thinking I was okay. And, you know, we could just move on, but instead they handled, um, you know, certain situations, I think with more compassion because they know that, you know, they knew that I was struggling. Calming the chaos of divorce begins with quieting your mind and getting clear on what you want and how to get it. That's why we created the Divorce Survival Kit. It's an easy to digest guide with five essential tips that help transform your suffering into valuable insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to DivorceRecoveryLifeline.com and grab your Divorce Survival Kit today. So, so it's interesting, even as you're speaking, it's like you, you can hear the, the, the tentacles of wanting to protect them. For you, being able to be open and honest with your grandma and grandpa and your folks, um, what, what did that do compared to when you were protecting them from it? What was, what was, what was the value in that for you? I think it um, it helps my relation. Who I've, I'm just going to speak about my grandparents. I think that's what you know you're asking about. But it opened up my relationship with them and with others. You know that I'm more vulnerable with um, to another level. Um, it I you know I think I received um, you know them hugging me or them, you know, telling me it's going to be all right. Or, you know, it, it was hard for me to actually accept like someone trying to console me and, um, you know, be there for me because I was constantly the one there for everybody else to fix exactly. the problem. Or So I think being able to actually receive what they were giving me or supporting me with was um, something that I never did before. So even now, a lot of times in certain situations, I have to remind myself, you know, I'm allowed to receive this. I'm allowed to be upset. So that's something that I, you know, especially when building relationships now. So I think that was huge. That was probably something it took, it still takes getting used to because I'm constantly always trying to solve problems and, you know, be the strong one. So it's still kind of, um, you know, a learning, growing experience. And, and I think for all of us with everything it is, um, I would say that no matter what I learned growing growing through my divorce, it's not like I arrived. I don't think any of us ever arrive. I think that it's a journey. That's why we call the company to what we do. It's always a journey. And I like to say to people, until we're six feet under, God willing, we'll be learning and growing and refining yeah. and healing because that's that's the point. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what I, even with, I remember, um, another thing too was forgiveness. Like I thought I'd forgiven and I thought I should just be able to do it there. And I remember like actually do it. I mean, it's a process, like the same with vulnerable. And I remember from like, when we started working together, I hadn't forgiven. And then months later, you know, you finally realized like, whoa, like 
this is amazing. This is the you know, most peaceful feeling ever. And it's kind of the same yeah. thing with every little step. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. It definitely is a journey. So, yeah. so again, you were, you, you're pretty young, even when you were emerging from your divorce, um, you were, uh, uh, you know, just around 30 years old. And so the level of fear and the different, the different types of fear that you had. You'd, you'd never, you went from your parents' house to um, being married with your husband. So what do you remember in terms of some of the fears that came up? And, and I recall a few, so I'll toss them in, but some of the fears that came up for you going through the divorce, what were you afraid of? Um, I was afraid of a lot, um, mainly not having someone there constantly to help me. Um, I had to teach myself so many things from, because 20 years old, okay, my parents' house and his house, he handled a lot of the back end stuff. So even though it may seem small, like certain things that seem small, whether it be like um, certain bills, certain setting up insurance, doing all this, he dealt with all that. So that coming on me, that was a huge fear because the added responsibility. Um, living by myself, I moved right after we sold our house, even before the divorce was final. Um, I moved to, you know, I lived in South Carolina, moved to Atlanta. Yeah, um, you moved so, far away. Yes. And I went from a tiny little town to Atlanta. So, um, city. And did you know yeah. anyone in Atlanta? You I just kind of not, landed. No. You didn't even have a job, right? You just like landed in Atlanta. Well, when I moved here, I lost my job seven days after I moved here. So that was a whole other thing. So that was, um, you know, and that's when we were still, I mean, we were working together. It was just like one thing after another. Um, but you know, I was able to handle it all. And I look back and I'm like, I don't know if I could handle all that now. Like, but, um, yeah, so I moved here. So living by myself, finding friends, um, being on a single income and then go from, you know, okay, well, I have to support myself on a, you know, single versus double income to, oh my gosh, I just lost my job. Um, and, you know, that obviously was a fear I had. Um, and, you know, just being able to, uh, obviously everyone has the fear of being alone forever. You know, I don't, you know, it's kind of back and forth, but, you know, one thing, you know, I look back and I say, oh, well, I didn't have kids. So, you know, I shouldn't be this upset. But then by myself, I'm like, I don't have nothing to show for my divorce. I don't have kids. It's not like, you know, so that was another fear. Like, will I ever have children? Um, It was just hard for me to trust the process. And I think it, you know, it was just all of that together was a fear. And and here you are um, a a year or two into living in Atlanta. Is that right? Or is it even more? Yes, a year and a half. Yeah, so a year and a half into living in Atlanta. And... um, and so you, I know you were afraid all of the details of the house sale and the negotiation. We were talking about that a lot. That was really scary and overwhelming. Yeah. And there were a lot of trust issues in there, like trusting the real estate agent, trusting the mortgage. And if I remember correctly, your ex was in real estate. And so there were times where maybe you were blindly trusting, but maybe it wasn't a good idea to trust. Like, Yeah. And that's our, that's why I remember like looking back on those details outside of like the motions. Like I, I remember thinking like, what would I do without Karen? Because I remember, um, there was so many little things I would just call you about too with the house because my ex-husband, he hated 
confrontation. So therefore he would, you know, circle around it or not tell me all the details in fear that I would freak out. So I think that's something that caused more confrontation on my end because he just tiptoed around everything. So, you know, he was technically the real estate, even though he didn't actively sell real estate, he still had his license. So, you know, he was the real estate agent for our house. So there were certain things that, you know, we had to go through and I wanted them fully explained to me. Um, and I, it was hard for me to trust that he was explaining everything to me because I didn't know. You broken your um, trust. Yeah. So having to kind of navigate through that was difficult. Um, you know, and just making sure I was smart, but at the same time, I didn't want to be too over, not over the top, but I didn't want to cause like an argument or something big like that. So I guess, you know, being educated through it all was right. something that I had to do. And we always say that, right? Information is power. Gather the yes. information, gather the information, and then you'll at least feel a little calmer, a little more confident. Yeah. So here you are, you're like young woman, you go through this divorce, you, you learn how to talk to your folks and share openly with your friends and you take this huge leap, this huge risk, and you come to this big city and you immediately lose your job and a fear of being alone and fear of not being able to make it work. And um, did all those fears come true or how'd you land? And this is a chance for you to celebrate a little bit, Jessica. Celebrate a little bit? I don't want to celebrate. Um, no, I feel like we constantly, or I know I, I'm not a cynical person, but I think when you're going through stuff, you think, you know, you want to set yourself up for, you know, to be prepared for things. And when my emotions were all over the place, so it's obviously, you know, everything, but no, they, I think, you know, to an extent, like obviously the fear was there and it may, you know, it carried with me, but once I accepted and realized that, you know, okay, I, if I am, I'm never going to be alone. I'm never going to be alone in this life, regardless, whether it's, if I have a significant other or not, um, I'm always going to have people who love and support me. And I'm so grateful for that. So no, I'll never be alone. Um, as far as my support system, and we, I remember talking about this because it was something, especially the money, like I was so worried about it. And you made me just like, pump your brakes, like, let's break this down. What would, like, actually made me talk out, like, even if, like, a what-if scenario. And I remember that. And I remember, you know, if I ran out of money, I, I had a I had a backup. Like, I have my family. Like, I'm grateful for that. So, you know, there's certain things that once, um, you know, you were able to kind of bring me back to reality and stop my mind from jumping ahead and kind of realize... I'm just thinking of worst case scenario. So no, I think in the big picture, like my biggest fears did not come like true. No. I mean, my understanding is you've um you've found a church that works for yes. you. You've done some volunteer work that um really yeah. really lifted you up. You have a career, a new career that you're excited yeah. about. Like, I mean, you're not you're not celebrating, so I'm just going to celebrate for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, so you you like you're a rock star. I mean, you like did all of these things. You built a social circle. You're enjoying your yeah. time in Atlanta and you're a single woman 
And it's like, and so you have that whole package. And I remember as with so many clients that there was fear on many of those fronts. Oh yeah. Like making the right, I didn't trust myself if I like, especially with the career move or, um, certain things, it was hard for me to trust myself to even make a simple decision. Um, so, you know, questioning myself and all of that, that was, you know, something too. So yeah, I'm, you know, when I take a step back and look at everything I've done since I've moved down here by myself, um, or without a husband, it's kind of crazy because I never in a million years would have imagined that I would be in Atlanta living in an apartment with my dogs, but I love it. So I'm really, I'm grateful, you know, I was able to make it here. Yeah, beautiful and beautiful job. And one other topic that um, that I'd like to touch on because I think it was big in our conversation is um, what role did faith have in your uh, journey? Oh, wow. I could talk about that forever. Um, it was, it was a huge, um, it's what got me through my divorce. I think prior to like throughout my marriage, prior to that, I'd always been, um, you know, I was always a Christian, um, but it was more just like a social thing for me. It wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't educated about, um, anything. I just, you know, I just, that's what I thought. So I think having a faith, any type of faith at that, you know, no matter what someone, um, you know, any spirituality can help people, better things. And I think that was my crutch. That was probably the main thing that got me um, through my divorce. And I remember, I think this was before I even called, like me and you started working together, but had a few like crazy breakdowns. Um, But I remember when I was just in my closet and I just, it was, I was trying to like get him to do something or get him to come home or, you know, we were just separated. So I was just about to jump out and crawl out of my skin because I couldn't change his mind or, you know, something like that. And I remember just sitting on my closet floor and just sobbing. Like, I don't think I've ever sobbed that much in my life. Um, and I just started praying. Um, and I think I have never felt that much peace, like in that midst of like a breakdown, um, in my life. And I think that's when I was like, I need God. Like I hundred percent need him. I can't do this without him. So that was probably one thing that my divorce did lead to was, you know, my faith and realizing what's important. And I think that's something I would never, ever would have found if I didn't have my divorce, which kind of crazy. Um, but I really don't think that I would have. So, you know, it played, it paid, well, played a huge part. Um, and it, like you said, I found a church here. I, you know, I have my small group, um, you know, it led me to that. And I didn't have that back in South Carolina. So, um, you know, it's, I'm very grateful for that because it, I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, not having a strong faith like I do now or not being curious, um, you know, about, you know, God and everything. So yeah, played a huge role. And I remember our first call or second call, you prayed with me. And I remember thinking, and that was, you know, I'd never really prayed with anybody. Um, Cause that's kind of when I first was, you know, decided like I need to have a relationship with God. And I remember thinking like, this is going to be good. Like Karen is going, Karen is going to be my next step. Like, she's like, okay, there's God. And then, you know, 
obviously with the support system and help, um, you know, I remember saying like, I will, I have to work with her. Like she has to help me. So that was a huge, um, like, I guess, aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And you you did. I mean, your faith, um, your faith grew deep and it, and, and God was, um, a really powerful, uh, presence that you could lean into and and you know there's a saying that I heard when I was in a 12-step room and they said fear and faith can't reside in the same space and so once you choose faith and like you said it may not it may be whatever faith it is once you choose faith you're instead of being on a uh, on a lake that's barely iced over you're you're on solid ground you're not yeah. on quicksand and so yeah. so i guess the last thing i want to ask you is when you think about all the growth that you experienced through the process of divorce and the process of coaching um let's say faith is one of your um takeaways and i know you mentioned before you know just a a deeper or better relationship with forgiveness. Is there anything else that stands out for you as um, some of your takeaways? From just our... From, like, from both divorce the divorce and the coaching, like hand in hand. I think um, one thing with, especially, you know, with the coaching is you taught me how to give myself grace, um, which then in return, I was able to show grace to other people. Um, which plays part with me forgiving um, you I was able to I think I was able to be more patient with myself I think I just wanted myself to as soon as I like I wanted to call you I wanted that session I wanted to feel better immediately <laughs> and you know the exercise certain exercises or certain conversations that we have had um, I think you know being able to take that with me and I still, there's still, I still look back on our coaching notes sometimes, yeah. like to, to like, whenever I'm going through something hard, I'll be like, you and Karen talked about this. Cause I mean, we worked together for like a, a year and a half, maybe a little more than that. So, you know, there was a lot like, and you went through a lot with me. You were literally, I feel like that year and a half, so much happened in my life um, on top of my divorce. So I think having you as that support system and as that, um, this unbiased opinion is that what is that the, like you're, you weren't my mom telling me something you know and being able to really break down everything you were able just to help me carry on like with peace like you taught me how to do that you taught me how to trust myself or learn to trust myself it's a work in progress I mean right. it always is right. and you taught me how to um you know just be confident in myself because by my like alone without a husband because you know that's something I have struggled with making decisions I struggled with right right you know, indecisiveness because he was always my second like opinion um you know I struggled with a lot and I think the confidence and the ability to you know there's so many like for like the forgiveness I'll I know how to forgive now and that's something I never ever I thought I knew how to do, but I didn't. And knowing that process, it's just kind of like, you know, I know people tell you this all the time, but you know, you you saved, I don't, this is, I don't want to, but like you saved my life. Like you literally 
I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know how people do it without a Karen. Like, <laughs> I know, right? We were be like, but no, I'm serious. Like, it's just, I can't, it's hard to even put into words. Like, I can't even really put into words what you did for me. Um, I just know, like, I am a different person. And it's, it's like crazy to some people to my, you know, as my parents watched me kind of change, they were like, who are you? And I think, you know, with the work I put in myself and. Well, that's, that's what I just wanted to say too. And, and I, I certainly appreciate all of your accolades and yet um, you rolled up your sleeves, you faced your fears, you pushed through your discomfort, you took leaps of faith and, it was such an honor to work with you because you um, you showed up very courageous and very tenacious and very willing. And, um, and when I talk to you now and I hear the beautiful place that you've created for yourself in the world, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive what you were able to do. And, you know, that, that brings me to our last statement. So many of the people listening right now, Jess, are just entering that long, dark, cold tunnel. And, and like those of us who entered before, it's like, is it ever going to end? Will it ever be better? Is my life going to suck for the rest of my life? And so, what I would love is if you have some words of encouragement as we wrap up that you could share with those who are just starting or in the middle stages of, of their divorce. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I said it earlier, but just to trust the process and to give um, yourself grace because that's something I didn't do at the beginning, but if I had a blow up or if I got that, or if I said something that I knew I would regret, I, um, you know, you have to, you can't change what you've already done. So I would, you know, if I would do something, I would constantly think back and run it over and over and over again in my head. Um, so I think being able to give yourself grace, um, you have to learn how to though. That's just, you, know, you can't just do it overnight, but I think just to trust the process and, you know, I, I know everyone's situation is different, but like for me, I think allowing myself to be sad or be angry or be, um, you know, just cry myself to sleep. I had, I couldn't just hold it in. I think just allow your emotions, you know, you have to feel them. And that's something that's, I think, especially women don't do, um, especially if they have kids or family that they need to be strong for. So I think just allowing yourself to breathe and just to trust and, you know, it takes time. I think it is a journey even after the fact, but, um, you know, you just have to kind of embrace it. And that's something that I was able to do and I'm still able to do. And, um, you know, not still trusting the process, you know, I still trust that my life will, my will is laid out for me. I just, you know, have to live it out and be grateful. So, and I am. So, yeah. Well, it was such an honor um, to support you and come alongside you through your journey. And I so deeply appreciate you coming on tonight and mm -hmm. telling your story and, you know, and sharing so openly with our listeners. Well, thank you for having me. You know, um, I know I miss talking to you all the time. So, 
I miss talking to you too. I know, I know, I know. I know you do. So. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, for those of you tuning in, um, we will be back again with another Voices of Celebration. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.